As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. Hello again, Broncos country, and thank you for joining us for this special pre-draft edition of the Orange Weekly Podcast. Please, if you haven't yet, make sure you hit follow on your favorite podcast listening platform and make sure you're following us on all of our social medias. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. While you're on Twitter, make sure you follow both me and Tanner. I'm at Coach Jared E, and Tanner is at Tanner Lee 92 That's Lee with two E's. I hope you guys enjoy this special edition of the pre-2020 draft as we get ready to enter our fifth year here at Orange Weekly. We're so happy to bring these things to you. So please, for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Okay, well, welcome back to another special edition of the Orange Weekly Podcast. Uh, Today, I am joined by both Tanner and Matt. We've gotten the two of the most brilliant minds of Orange Weekly and myself together to talk the draft. We're going to get some high praise there, Matt. And, the standard is really high right now. <laughs> right, well, you're competing with me and Kevin, so I don't know if that's really... <laughs> no, that's what? not much standard there. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about the draft. Uh, look, we're not experts. We don't claim to be NFL draft experts. We're just here to talk about what we think, uh, what, what's going to come up, what's going to come down the Broncos pipeline, and what we think we sh- might be able to do with it. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, Tanner, let's start with you. Draft is coming up realistically, who do you think is going to fall to us that you really think, what, what do you think is our biggest weakness right now that we need to fill in the draft? Well, this draft is definitely a wide receiver heavy draft. I don't know if I've ever seen a draft that has more top-notch wide receiver talent, at least in the last 10 years or so, than this one. Um, I think the Broncos need another playmaker besides Cortland Sutton. Um, you know, we've seen Deshaun Hamilton have moments. We've seen Tim Patrick have moments. But are they really a number two wide receiver or or have that number one wide receiver potential as Cortland does? I don't think so. So, I mean, three guys that right off the top of my head I'm looking at, I'm looking at Jerry Judy from Alabama, Henry Ruggs from Alabama, and C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. Now, will will any of them be there at 15? That's a discussion we can get into in a little bit. But uh, one of those three, I'm not too picky. Um, I'd be really happy with any of those three. All right, Matt. Um, I mean, the wide receiver is the easy choice. Um, I think in this draft, there's at least 20 guys that could fill in that number two role if we really break it down. Uh, so I don't really think the Broncos need to pick a guy at what are we, 15, 16? 15. 15. 
Um, I don't think we need to pick a receiver at 15 because we can pick one in the second round that could f- like fall in that second receiver spot that we need. Um, I'm looking at offensive line primarily. We picked up Glasgow in the yeah Glasgow in the free agency, um, but you know Garrett Bowles' fifth year option is almost coming to uh, you know. It has to be a decision. I don't think we're going to keep him. Another tackle, maybe an Andrew Thomas, would be fantastic to have. Um, I think the tackles might slide a bit. Mekki Becton might fall there. Jedrick Wills won't be. He'll be, you know, maybe top six, top seven. Uh, same with Wirfs. But I think an offensive tackle would be the great pick right there at 15. That That's a good point. And I also agree. I, I think the fact that we do have such a wide receiver heavy draft there's so much depth in wide receiver I think that we can get a good number two not needing to use that number 15 pick so I'm a I'm kind of an avid fan of either using that 15 pick for something else or trading back to uh, a later pick maybe getting something from somebody else you gotta pick a freaking position well I'm I'm getting there let me let me we're gonna okay I'm just saying (laughs) eventually so so right now I think our biggest plan I think the best plan is to um Either pick up an offensive lineman, like you said, but I really like the linebackers. The the top linebackers and the second linebackers in this, this list are, uh, there's a pretty big difference in those. So if we're going to get one of those linebackers that we could be really be a, a day one starter, a day one playmaker, day one difference maker, uh, we're going to need to get them either early or first or second round because I think later round trap uh, picks aren't going to be able to be those day one starters. So that's, that's my thought process. So let me finish, Matt. Well, I, had to, I, I had to finish. Sorry, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a lot of the draft experts right quote unquote experts first of all how do you become an expert in the draft do you have to do be a, a part of the draft a couple times or we just do a couple podcasts and we become experts i like your uh second reasoning there or second theory yeah there. i mean i feel like next time we do this we'll just consider ourselves experts that'd be cool why not you yeah. can do whatever you want here whatever <laughs> fantasy land you live in can be the one you can stay in man it's all good Right. So a lot of these fantasy X or all these draft experts are talking about uh, us also picking up a wide receiver. Uh, I've seen a couple other ones where we have some really weird picks, but um, a lot of us, a lot of them see us seeing either CeeDee Lamb or Henry or Ruggs going to us. So, so which one do you guys think is the best of those two? And, and we can include Judy. Of those three, what's the best and what's the best fit for the Broncos? Because I, I know what I have in mind, but what, what do you guys think? I'd say CeeDee Lamb just because he's such a dynamic, aggressive athlete. You know what I mean? Like, same with Sutton. Those guys just fight for the ball. And I think if two players like that on a team, it really takes over and it really, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, overwhelms the defense. Um, So, I mean, either one of those three would be fantastic. But CeeDee Lamb is the guy that I really, really like in this draft. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up with about Lamb and Sutton because I was going to say they kind of – are the same type of player in a way, whereas Ruggs and Judy are more burners. They're speedy. They're athletic. I do think Judy probably has the highest ceiling of the three, at least from the mocks I've seen. I think he's the one that's least likely to be there at 15, Mm -hmm. but I would be happy with any, any of the three, but I would, I think Lamb's probably the best chance to be there. That's just my opinion. So, okay. So you guys say that we have, so 
currently we have on our roster our three receivers, right? We have Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick, and Cortland Sutton. All of those run in their combine ran a four five four five two. Basically, all three of them ran a four five two in the combine. I think we need the speed if we're really going to go and we really think that we're going to get a top receiver in the draft. I don't think we need another Cortland Sutton on the opposite side. Um, and, and I'll get to that. So uh, Rugs ran a four two seven in the draft. Yeah. That's a fast. That's yeah, a fast that's, that's guy, yeah. right? And obviously, he's not. Everyone's thinking Jerry Judy's going to go first because he's kind of more the bigger guy, he's more the playmaker. But as far as a quick, speedy man, I think we yeah. really need that quick, speedy guy. And I honestly, if if um, Jerry Judy or Ceedee Lamb fall to us, I, I don't know if we want to pick them up because again, it's just we're just mirroring, and now we have supposed to have two number one receivers, right? So uh, that's my part, and. Third on that, and I think this might fall to us in the second round, or if we trade back, um, Denzel Mims. So Denzel Mims out of Baylor is six foot three, and he ran a four three eight. So he ran a sub four four forty, and he's still six foot three, and he can still get up the middle, and he's still shifty. So I think that would be a good fit for the Broncos. The guys compared um, on top of those top uh, three guys, Hopkins for uh, the Cardinals. Now he's the same type of athlete, just like a. Bully man against DBs and jumps up, catches the ball. He'd be a great pick. If you're looking for speed, though, KJ Hamler. He is yes. lightning yeah. fast, and he's yeah. he might be available early in that second round. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's not necessary to pick a receiver at 15. Even Lavisca Chenault, he's not as refined, yeah. but he's a guy that catches the ball, gets in the open field, and can take it for 70 yards on any given play. So Justin Jefferson from LSU is another absolutely. One. I mean, yes. just, yeah, and Shenault's—he's from Colorado. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. it's perfect or right? the storybooks type of thing. Uh, Van Jefferson's another player that could you know slide in that role. Michael Pittman too. Chase Claypool, who is six four, two thirty, and ran like a what? Well, he's like a four, freak. Four. He's a freak. That's yeah, right. mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Yeah, so many options at receiver in this draft, man. Like these top three guys, we shouldn't even be thinking about because there's so many other plays we could. Yeah, pick. good point. And that's and that's I think what our biggest thing and I, a lot of a lot of people on social media talking about oh we need to and a lot of people are talking about trading up to get Judy and I, I think that's the last thing we need to do there's a nothing we could give away that would be worth it and, and b what we have our number one receiver and arguably we have our number two receiver Noah Fan so honestly we'd need obviously would like another playmaker to be out there for our young quarterback but do we really need to go out of our way to trade up or even use that number 15 pick for for something that really isn't an absolute necessity where offensive line is something that we need to work on as well as the linebacker position maybe even defensive back yeah corner maybe depending on might be there Yeah, CJ Henderson on Florida, maybe. Yeah. So, so we have a lot of we have a lot of senior guys there, and a lot of guys that are injury. I mean, we have Bryce Callahan, and he who knows if he's going to come back for the year. No. Um, and, and obviously, we got the trade in, so we have a lot of options at fifteen, and that's why sure. I honestly think with 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 the way that Elway has drafted in the past, it look, look back as recent as getting Chubb when we had Von Miller on one side. Everybody was like, "Why are we also getting Chubb?" Best We're going to get the best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one player it, that comes to mind is uh, sorry. Um, one of the players that comes to mind is Javon Kinlaw. I think he's going to go earlier than fifteen. Carolina. He's yeah. really good, like really good. Um, but you know, we lost Wolf in this off season, and there's you know, there's nothing wrong with picking up some depth and some power on that defensive line. So, you know, that's a good pick. The linebacker issue though, is that after Simmons, after queen, it's a steep down. So 
maybe Queen will be there at 15. I think he will be because linebacker doesn't have that sort of premierness to it. Um, but Simmons, this guy's got to be gone in the top six. Like he will. He's a stud. Yeah. So unless you know, yeah, he's always making a trade up from these guys, but. So the other one, I, the other one I've talked about too is Kenneth Murray. I think Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, they're both very similar speed linebackers. But they were talking about how Kenneth Murray has that leadership quality of him that you want in a middle linebacker to be the leader of your defense. And picking him up, even at he's definitely going to be there at fifteen. Whether or not he's going to be there in the second round, I don't know. But again, those between you have those three linebackers, and after that, it's just a giant drop off. So are we? limiting ourselves by not picking up something in, in a position that we haven't been able to cover tight ends since what 1995 you, you know what something I mean like that. Simmons would be a great pick like there I think a lot of quarterbacks can go in the top 10 I think at least four going to the top 10 it always happens like that Simmons might slide he might and if he's there at nine or ten Elway should try to make a move for him because here's a guy who played 100 or 150 snaps at five different positions, including corner, including edge right. rusher, nickel. Why wouldn't we want this guy on this on our team? He could cover it anybody. Is, it's rare you see a linebacker coming out of college that can literally probably cover almost every tight end, if not every tight end in the NFL. From day he's one. Just, he's a freak. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like again that leadership potential which I love Vaughn I love our defense we haven't had that leadership since we saw the fire when Aqib Talib left and obviously that was a different type of leadership that was a fire like you know get un- get under their skin get under their ass kind of thing let's do this we need that leader and I think that's yeah. something that we've been missing on that defense that really could bring it together and just just dominate the rest of uh, everybody except for Vaughn's gone from that Super Bowl 50 team so we, we need someone there yeah Vaughn Todd Davis and McManus are the only three left on the whole roster. On the whole team. On the whole team. On the whole roster. It's three guys. Wow. So, and like as like I said, I love Vaughn. He's not he's not a, a fire under ass leader. He's a I'm gonna do my job. Hey guys, follow me. And people follow him because obviously he's a great athlete and he does his job. He does it well. But I don't think he's that guy that can get uh, a fire under under a defense that really needs it sometimes. The emotional leader is definitely not there. Which no. I mean, I think right. a guy like Simmons Queen could play that role. Okuda as well, who I think is going to drop to maybe six, seven, eight, just you given, so? yeah. you know, the, the, the need for quarterback and stuff and like chase young or whatever. Um, there's no way we get Okuda, but that'd be a great one. But CJ oh, Henderson be would be a great if, pick yeah. too, but we need any, like there's help everywhere that we need on offense and defense, maybe other than quarterback and running back, running back yeah. is stacked this year, but otherwise yeah. Elway can pick the best player available and it'll help out unless it's an edge rusher and then it's a little much but at that point yeah if it's unless it's a running back or quarterback we, we could have a day one starter anywhere regardless of who anywhere. we pick up yeah or, mm-hmm. and you're right edge rush edge rush is probably not someone we could start yeah, it's, right it's just that, a bit but. saturated there but i mean it couldn't hurt either like clavon chasen yaturm gross matos however that goes like it, these are <laughs> yeah, great Penn athletes State, yeah. that mm-hmm. really could come together in the right situation so it'd be cool to watch for sure so you mentioned just to take a little bit of a break from Broncos at fifteen. You mentioned the quarterback room, and you know I love I love talking quarterbacks. I always have. Uh, what are we thinking about? Who do you think is going to be the second quarter? Obviously, Joe Burrow is going to go to Cincinnati. That's going to happen. Who do you think is going to be the second core, uh, quarterback to go in this draft? Um, and who's it going to go to? I think Tua goes five to the Dolphins. Um, I. I it's going to be interesting to see what Detroit does at three. They might trade out, and you could see a team like uh, the Chargers move up from six to three. But uh, 
I got a really good friend who's a Dolphin fan, so he tries to keep me, or at least, you know, what he's been reading. And a lot of signs pointing to Tua. But um, it'll be interesting, though. Tua, and then you got Herbert right there, too. Right. And Tua dr- rocketed up the draft boards. I mean, after being injured for most of the season last year, yep. and a lot of people thinking he might drop because he only had the one real good year, he rocketed up to... And, and Matt, like you mentioned... Every year, there seems to be like, okay, these guys aren't the best athletes on there, but quarterbacks just seem to go right, right off away. the bat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how great they are; they're just, hey, this is what we need, and we're going to trade up for them. Yeah, you got to gamble for that role because it just—it's so hard to find a franchise guy. You know, we don't even know if Locke is going to be, you know, anywhere near that for the near future. So if you can get your hands on those quarterbacks, you do it. I think Tua might be the second guy. And I think he's going to go second to uh, Washington. I think they make a move for QB there. Uh, You know, Dwayne Haskins was a bit of a reach at 15 last year. And it's a new coaching staff. It's a new president. It's a new sort of culture. And I think that the Josh Rosen thing that happened last year is setting a precedent that, you know, you can draft a guy in the first round and then move on from him. And I think that Mm -hmm. Washington pulls the trigger, goes for two a second. This year's interesting because like with all this physical distancing, no pro days, no interviews, no meetings, it, player t- teams are really, you know, they're unsure. Yeah, they're taking chances yeah. across the board. So why not take a huge chance? Take that yeah. QB. So I think we're going to see a lot of movement this year. I think a lot of teams are going to jump up because there's so much dynamic ta- talent. Um, but I think Washington stays at two and they pick two a... And then after that, you got to think it's probably Herbert. Herbert, yeah. And uh, then probably Jordan Love from Utah State. Yeah, so that, that's what I was going to say. I honestly think Jordan Love's going to go probably before Definitely Herbert too. or Tua. I honestly think there's a really? lot of people out there that are really high on Jordan Love, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see really someone high. try to trade up. <laughs> They're just really high. I think you're really high. Man. I, I think <laughs> Love might be the best athletic quarterback in this draft. I think Burrow overall is – probably has the highest ceiling he's you know most promising right away but love he's just, nfl ready yeah and love needs a year year and a half to sit and learn um but i think he's got that sort of generational talent you know like if every year people talk down some quarterbacks and loves just this one guy i think somebody trades up to get him sort of the same thing that happened with mahomes a team with a quarterback trades up to pick him uh maybe in the late or early teens, you know, eight between eight and twelve he goes, um, and I think it's going to be a team like the Saints, uh, you know, whoever else needs a QB that has that veteran guy, um, you know, maybe the Packers make a move for him, like they do with. You no, know, I thought originally before they traded out of the first round and got Philip Rivers, I thought Indianapolis made a lot of sense mm-hmm. for Love, but now they're out of the first round. I don't see that happening unless they trade back in, and, and the whole. Situation with Brissett's kind of weird too there as a backup, but yeah. uh, Jordan Love he kind of reminds me of maybe a smarter version of Paxton Lynch. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I know, I know it's not good. I know that brings back a lot of bad memories for Broncos country, but uh, just how he's built physical wise, um, his stature and everything. And Paxton was a pretty good athlete. He just I just don't think he had the drive and the football IQ. Yeah. Yeah, Love's an interesting you know player. He's raw. Mm-hmm. He needs some work, but he's got that little difference. He can make those yeah. weird sidearm throws. He can be out of balance and still make a play. You know, there's a certain element of no matter what the circumstances, I'm gonna fight for it. Kind of like a Russell Wilson who went in the third yep. round. Let's let's not yeah, forget some of these really good quarterbacks went late. People underrated them, um, but I think Love is somebody that 
you know, the team's going to make a move for. And it's going to be earlier than we think for sure. But after him, I'd be surprised if we see another quarterback in the first round. Oh, yeah. after forget those it. Four. Oh, no, I mean, not after the first round. The, yeah. the next one, I mean, is Jake Fromm? Is it uh, Jalen Hurts? At end of the second. Jalen yeah. Hurts, Jake Fromm, yeah. yeah so Jalen Hurts fell down. He fell down the draft boards uh, quick. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know what the what everybody's. Well, he's is it just because he's a smaller guy? No, it's. I don't think it's a size. I think it's towards the end of the season. Like he didn't perform as well in the bowl games, and I think it's also the fact that there's Bo, Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Love. You know, if those four weren't there, Hertz would be the first guy we're talking about. You know, right? But I mean, let's, let's be honest. Hertz Hertz played much better competition than than Jordan Love did. I mean, Jordan Love exactly. played at Utah State. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, but that's also, I think, what makes Jordan Love's body of work impressive is he's not playing with the same talent and athletes as Hertz or Burrow and these guys who just have four and five stars all over the field. But I get it; that's the name of the game. So right, Hertz also failed on you know some of the big stages, right? So I think he he also he lost a starting job to Tua. You know what I mean? He's sort of been on the losing mm-hmm. end of a lot of stuff, and I think that's hasn't played in his favor. Um, but I think Hertz is a great quarterback that goes to a team like maybe Pittsburgh in the second or third round Ooh, to get like developed. That. That, you know, yeah. that goes to a team that has one of those veteran guys that soon enough that transitions happen, the Colts perhaps, you know, they take mm-hmm. him, develop for a year and a half, and he could be promising. Um, because mm-hmm. the size, listen, it's been shown, like even Kyler Murray, you know, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, these shorter QBs, they can still be effective. He's athletic. He's played at a great school. I think he's just, you know, amongst a very big crowd right now. He's got that leadership quality yeah, for sure. that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, he does. So. Yeah, he checks a lot. Fromm has been very disappointing. I was kind of surprised he came out, to be honest. I thought he might stay for his senior year at Georgia. I wasn't too impressed with him this year, but... Well, take your opportunities I mean, when you can, I guess. Exactly. When I mean, I've never been in that position when there's millions there. So, <laughs> well, no, I, and I think if he went back to Georgia for one more year, I don't think he'd do anything more that would impress his You're current draft. Right. Because going into this year, his draft stock was much higher than it is now. Yeah. In next year, I mean, unless he gets hurt or something, or there's not a season, Trevor Lawrence looks to be the top quarterback coming out next year already. So. Absolutely. Yeah. If if he comes out, if he doesn't stick around, which I'd be That's surprised. A good point. Yeah. Okay, so all things even, right? Everything's everything's blank. You could trade up for anybody with no repercussions. What is the one person who do you think would make the absolute biggest difference on the Denver Broncos in 2020? Go ahead, Tanner. Uh, Put you on the spot. You know what? You go, Jared. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess I haven't started yet. Okay, I honestly <laughs> think it'd be Isaiah Simmons, and I've talked about the, the linebacker position, and if, if there's any way that he drops to – I think you were right. If he drops like 10 or 11, there's there's got to be something in the back of your head that goes, we got to get this guy. Uh, I, I think he's one of those playmakers. He's one of those different makers in that middle linebacker position that we've been missing for, for a little while, unfortunately. And, and we have guys that can make certain plays, but I don't think we have the one guy that can do it all like he can. And, and yeah. I think that that would be the one guy that I would go after if, if it was available. If he makes it past seven, Carolina at seven, uh, I'll be shocked. Like they just lost Luke right. Kuechly. Keekly, and they have Shaq Thompson there who also played safety in college so he's insanely athletic and if you have Simmons and Thompson on that defense where like nickel is the new base right so you got two linebackers that can just go anywhere with that kind of speed and athletic ability like forget it that that Panthers defense is just you know they're going to start shaping their own style again um so absolutely if he passes seven we got to make a move for him but man yeah, because like 
Carolina at seven, I see them even going linebacker or DT. Yeah. Derek and then uh, Arizona at eight, I see them even if, if Simmons is there, maybe trying to get him. If not, they probably maybe go wide receiver. Maybe they trade back. Uh, they go the offensive center. tackle. No, they got to go a blocker. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. Big time. Um, I was gonna say Simmons too, but I'll change it up. You should just so we're not we don't have the same <laughs> answer. <laughs> I'll go uh, Jerry Judy. I just think he's. Um, I just think he's the best wide receiver available, and like you said, I mean he's got he's got speed. I think he could help win the return game a little bit. Um, he can help in other aspects besides just wide receiver. I just I think he's uh, too talented to, to to miss if he's there. That's a good pick. I'd go with Okuda. That you know we we lost Chris Harris and Fangio's defense has always been favorable for cornerbacks, and if you slide Okuda in there, who can just lock down that one side of the field. You know, I think it really brings our pass rush alive. It helps our linebackers. It helps with matchups. Uh, I think across the board, our defense gets a lot better. Like, a cornerback is a premier position, along with quarterback, blockers, and pass rushers. And, you know, if we can get a number one 10-year starter, you know, that'd be fantastic. So I think Okuda is really the, the right guy to get. If we can. My but. favorite stat about Okuda last year was he had zero pass interference yeah. penalties. That's incredible. Stud. Zero. And he's is, aggressive. Yeah. Like he mm-hmm. fights. So yeah, oh yeah. the fact that he didn't get penalized is really mm-hmm. not really good. Yeah, he's a he's a hands-on guy and he's he's not afraid to get physical on the line of scrimmage, which is something that I think we need in that in that defense that we run. So I just and and not to not to say anything negative about the wide receiver class here because I no, you know no. I, I love it. Jerry Judy only ran a four four five at his combine day, which is the exact same as Corlin Sutton, Patrick Tim Patrick, and mm-hmm. uh, Deshaun Hamilton. So I and if if we're gonna go wide receiver, I think we really need to go and look at rugs. I think he him or Mims, if, like we talked about Mims falling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think those are the two guys that really gives us the oh, over the top. You know the the Tyreek Hill type. Uh, wide receiver that everyone in the AFC West is chasing after because of, of them winning the Super Bowl. So I, I think that's that's where I'm looking at for that. Like I like Jerry Judy as a playmaker. I like the way that he gets separation in open mm-hmm. field, and I know how he can he could what he could do with the ball in his hands. I just I'm not sold on him. I know. Really? Sure. Nope. Well, for anybody listening, if Jared's not sold on somebody, that means he's the guy to get. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But well, listen, this, yeah, I was, this, this is who the Broncos are going to get, and I'm going to sit yeah. here and be like, "No, Jerry Judy's a great pick." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, well, he's like, wasn't Jerry Rice like a four five forty runner? Like not that straight line. Oh, he's fast. always been. He was always a slow guy, but his his route running was smooth. impeccable. Same with Jerry smooth. Judy. He is an insane route runner. Like he's years ahead ahead of where he should be, um, and he's on Alabama with other great players who are going to be first round picks. Jerry Judy is. Awesome. It doesn't matter if it's four, four, five, or four, five, whatever it is. Like as a scout, as a GM, whatever. I'm not even looking at that metric. I'm just looking at his film and the way he's able to run his routes and catches everything. And you know that's enough. He can make up for that maybe little like point ten seconds of a speed by his really precise route running and, and getting around DBs as opposed to trying to outrun them. Um, so you know, screw you, Jared. Jerry, Jerry Judy's the man. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not something that's going to be amazing in the NFL. I, I think I, I think the biggest difference is a wide receiver, and people completely underlook this, especially when they're looking at statistics and and the combine is is the ability to get open. 
the ability to make people miss and the ability to get open, whether it be and a Jerry man or Judy's a zone, to be able that. to find the zone. And Jerry Judy could be like, that's how Jerry Rice made his fame yeah. in the NFL. Is he just he was a smart offensive player and he knew where to get open. He knew where the holes were in the in the zone and he knew how to make guys that are covering him one on one make him think he's going one way when he's going another. And sometimes that's all you need. There's a lot of good receivers Very in true. this draft, man. Yeah, it's, but I think Cortland Sutton's that same kind of guy. Yeah. Why not have two of them? So do we need... Yeah, you can have two 15? great route runners, two great ball catchers. We can't. No, don't get me wrong. We can't. And if he falls, like this is again, we talked he about this. Yeah. All three of us are on the same page. If best best player available, if he falls, that's who we're getting. Like that's going to... Yeah. That's a no-brainer. But I don't think he's going to fall. Well, who, how about this? Like... Who's going to be the red zone receiver this year? Like, Fant is really dynamic athlete. He's not as tall, big, sort of jump up and catch the fade. Sutton can for sure, but we're going to be double team. Our defenses are going to be double teaming him. You know, maybe get another big-bodied receiver like a Claypool, like an Antonio Gandy-Golden. These guys that are like 6'4", 6'5", that can really jump up and get the ball. You know that could be an option too, right? We're going to be or running maybe the ball you even a lot. get a maybe you get a tight end in the second or third round. Yeah, yeah. Cole Another Komet, big tight end. Uh, Bryson Hopkins. Bryson Hopkins would be pretty tight. Yeah. I had to throw. I had to throw a Purdue guy out there. He had to. Yeah, I was. I was waiting for it. It's been. It's been twenty seven minutes. He's over there itching to say someone from Purdue. That was, <laughs> He's a little less bad. Every Purdue player. Go, row, row two, row round two or three. So. Did you have a bet? Yeah, it had to be though. less than thirty minutes. Yeah. Dang, you, you, you're catching on to me. <laughs> okay, so let's look at what the AFC rest of the AFC West is doing while we're on this. So, uh, Los Angeles Chargers do not you have said a quarterback. It right. I know, right? Yes. I'm, I'm reading it. That's not fair. I'm not going off the top of my head. <laughs> almost said San Diego. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. Almost. They go quarterback. Who's the best fit in Los Angeles uh, as a quarterback for the Chargers? Well, whoever it is is going to be featured on Hard Knocks. I don't know if you guys That's saw that. True. Them and the Rams. So we're seeing the Rams again. I was kind of bummed by that. I thought that was kind right. of boring, but I get it with the new stadium and everything. But um, I've been saying since the mock started coming out, I think Herbert to LA is a perfect fit. Interesting, Jared. What do you think? That's my opinion. I I, honestly, I think I think Herbert's the best guy too. Um, I don't think it's going to help them. I don't think he's really a, as much of a day one starter as people think he is. And I think mm-hmm. that it would behoove of the Chargers to get some veteran in that quarterback room, even if they don't play, just to get him in that quarterback room to teach they him a little Tyrod bit. Tyrod Taylor right now, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That is. Yep. So I mean, that's right now, a, so. that's a good guy to have him in the quarterback room, yeah. but. I just don't think he's a day one starter, and I think that's going to work in the favor of the Broncos, so I, I can't complain. No, I, I'm not really sold on Herbert. Like, he's got a great arm. He's athletic. He's flashed a lot, and there's a lot of inconsistencies and accuracy issues, and there's also a personality thing, which I'm just not buying into with him. No. You know, if, if, if the Chargers want a big-arm quarterback, right now there's Cam Newton and Jameis Winston available. True. I know they're not, like, you know... You're going to have to pay a pretty penny, at least for uh, Jameis. For a couple of years. But, you know, as yeah. every day that goes by, his price tag also goes down. That's you true. know what I mean? Like, if they're waiting till the draft, they're, they, Jameis is going to be looking for work. And I think the Chargers mm-hmm. is a great place for him to go. They've got really good receivers that can catch those. So did Tampa Bay, and he still threw 30 picks. But he got eye surgery now. so And they've got a great defense. Um, so... You know, I think the Chargers do pick a quarterback in the first round. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be Herbert. You know, it is what it is. And I just, I'm not a big, uh, big fan of this kid. But yeah, we'll see. 
I'm not either. And I think a lot of the uh, experts like him a lot because he did really well in the senior bowl week, which mm-hmm. I I don't know how much stock he put into that. I don't know. Some guys put a lot in, some don't. But I, I, I was, didn't think he had that great of a season. So I was high on him last year. I, yes, I thought I was too. at the end of last year, I was like, you know, just like uh, Trevor Lawrence coming out this year, uh, next year. But this year he didn't he didn't show up very well. He didn't play yeah. very well. He he didn't jive with the rest of his team, especially coming back for another year after coming off of such a good year. It just it didn't it didn't seem to work out. And I think a lot of it was his decision making. Um, not not so much his arm. Everybody knows he's got a big arm. He can make the big throws. Uh, it was his decision making, and especially times where it came down to the wire, you could tell that he wasn't making the right reads. He wasn't making the right throws. And, and I think that's that's something that either he's going to need a, a a great quarterback coach or b a veteran to show him what he needs to do. Yeah, and I, I just don't think his personality shows that he's going to take over a team. I, I I firmly believe that a quarterback needs to be a leader. Like it, it sure. they come hand in hand, especially in today's NFL. And he just doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to rile up a bunch of veterans and lead them to something. You know what I mean? There's a lot of rookies who do, and he just doesn't strike me as like Joe Burrow. To me, he show he shows that he can be a great leader. Uh, Tua as well. I think he's got that personality. He also has a sort of natural ability, and his you know his ability to get out of the pocket and make a play is going to lead for you know for itself. But Justin, it's I don't know. There's something missing there. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think if he goes to the right team, he can excel. And I think he's going to go too early and just kind of, you know, be one of those guys. Yeah, I, I think they're all, all the quarterbacks are going to go too early, honestly, just in general. Wow. Like so, except for, yeah. <laughs> except for Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow deserves to be yeah. that number one pick. That's, that's kind of where that comes down to. Okay. Uh, so the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, we talked about now the Vegas Raiders also. That's so weird. That's they, weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird to say, again, I'm reading it or else I would not yeah. have said Vegas yeah. Raiders. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to say San Diego Chargers and Oakland Raiders probably for the next at uh, least five years. Yep. Um, so the Vegas Raiders, they pick at twelve. So they pick a couple picks before us. What do we? Where are they going? I mean, they have a lot of holes to fill. That, that's not a one hole fill kind of team. They have a lot of things that they need to they need to shore up. They do. They filled a few in free agency. You know, at one time I was seeing them taking a lot of uh, a lot of people had them taking quarterback, but they got Mariota in a pretty expensive backup contract. I think if he was to play, he could earn up to about thirty seven million dollars. By the end of his contract, um, I'm thinking wide receiver there for them. Yeah, the, I'm thinking that whatever best receiver is sitting there, yep. I think is who they I take. I don't know, yeah, one of those three. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think they they might take a defensive lineman like a Javon Kinlaw, perhaps an offensive tackle. You know, Andrew Thomas or yeah. you know Werfs might be there. Like who you know Austin Jackson right. from USC. Yes, yeah. I think they they really take their best best player available, and then a pick 19. You know their second one. Yeah, they got another one. Yeah. You know they they do the same man. It could be another receiver if they pick another position early. Uh, a DB yeah. they need yeah. a linebacker. A, you know another tackle. A running back. I don't. No, not a running back. Sorry, scratch that. But uh, you know they're they're going to pick a lot. They could also make a move with those two first round picks. They could jump right into that top three and pick somebody yeah. there. Right. So don't count them out. Mike Mayock. Yeah, is, that'd be crazy. You know he likes to play, so <laughs> oh, Mayock, he's a uh, he's a gambler. That's he for is. sure. Yeah, uh, I I think I think they're really they're they're hurting in the secondary. I think they they go for one of these corners, and again this the top 
five, six corners in this draft are very good, very good corners. And I think that's someone that they want to go after. Obviously, Okuda probably won't be there unless they trade up for him. But um, guys like CJ Henderson from Florida mm-hmm. um, and Fulton from LSU, I think both those guys are, are day one starters and could be able to help out the Raiders. Uh, they, they've had such a terrible secondary for a couple of years now. And I, that's something that they really need to shore up. And I'm, I think they see it just as much as we do. How about the other team in that division? Oh, you yeah, know, no. Those Super Bowl winning uh, okay, Chiefs, Okay, so baby. they pick it, what? Yeah, the Super Bowl winning Chiefs 32. picking 32nd. Uh, what, what do they need to fill? I, <laughs> and I've done two kind of playful mock drafts for another podcast I host, and I, I had them grabbing a running back both times, either oh. Jonathan Taylor oh. or uh, DeAndre Swift. Oh. I know. I, and I, oh, I, I don't even know nasty. if they really need one, but because uh, – I can't even think of the running back right now off the top of my head. The kid from LSU? Like no, no. Who's their current running back? Who is oh, uh, Williams. Damien right Williams. Williams? Well, I mean, Sean is McCoy. he a, No, he's like, these guys are role players. Like, old. Is he even, is he a free agent? McCoy? I th- or is he back? I don't know. He wasn't even dressed for the Super but, Bowl, so. I mean, I mean, I think, you know, Taylor and, uh, or DeAndre Swift, either one could be a pretty good back, so. Who, okay, here's a question. Who's the best running back in this class? Because there's like six of them. Well, the thing about J- Jonathan Taylor is, I mean, Wisconsin's always had good running backs it's year like, after year. But then he ran a 4-3. I couldn't believe. I mean, this, right. I watched He's... a lot of Big Ten football, and I never thought he was that fast. He ran a 4-3. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So he might be the best Jonathan in, Taylor? In, in, in this draft. Yeah, I, I think he is, but you also have to remember how many Wisconsin running backs year after year break records at Wisconsin and then go into the NFL yes. and just do awful you're right, and it's because they're so stacked with offensive linemen in college. I mean, Wisconsin's offensive line is usually bigger than at least one of the NFL's offensive it's, lines. It's like a farm and, and, for offensive linemen. And so yeah. it, that, that's a good point, uh, Jared. I mean, because, uh, well, Melvin Gordon's had a pretty good career, but Monte Ball for right. us, he didn't have a good career. Um, yeah, this is Jonathan five. Taylor, though. I mean, he's, yeah. uh, he's a different breed. <laughs> he's pretty man. good. but Jared, who do you think is the best running back in this class? I think it's Jonathan Taylor too, but I, I like Swift out of Georgia as a, an all-around good running back. I, I think he he's played what three years now uh, at Georgia, and he he did a share load two years ago. Last year he was a, he was the uh, feature guy. I think he's just someone that he doesn't he doesn't have injury bug. He is a hard-nosed runner. He's he's pretty fast, and I think he's he's definitely the most NFL-ready running back. And I think he's be, he'll be. The rookie running back, if he goes to a team where he's the feature guy, he's going to be the rookie running back that does the best this year. Yeah. I, I think those are your two running backs you see in the first round, if two go. I think those two. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU is the best running back in this class across the okay. board. Um, he's not as big as Taylor, uh, but I think he's a better athlete than Swift. I think he's got a lot more potential in his game. I think he was on a very stacked team, but if you watch his film, it didn't matter. The guy still made these insane plays. He still broke tackles. He still played at a level that was higher than his expectations. Like, mm-hmm. I think that he go. he's going to sneak into a team. I think he's ranked like fourth or five right now of all the running backs, and I think that's a sham. He's the best running back in this class. And if the Chiefs are smart, they pick him at 32. It's over. Another Super Bowl for Mr. Mahomes. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I, I, the Chiefs have a very good team, and they're going to be the guy. They're going to be the team to beat 
especially sure. in the AFC West for the next five, Decade. at least five years. At least five. Yeah. Um, 15, man. I mean, well, look, I've seen, I've seen teams tank faster than five years uh, from being at the top of their class, uh, Denver Broncos. So we, uh, we five years, I, I give them five years and then until somebody catches up to them and hopefully it's us and hopefully we mm-hmm. can start get back and at least get a win this week against them or this year against them. Well, as long as Mahomes is still under his like rookie contract, I think that they're going to be incredibly competitive, but as as soon as he needs to get paid next year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they'll work on it next year at least. So I heard like 50 million a year. Yeah. We're going to look at a record deal there. So then then they're going to run into what the Seahawks ran into the problem with. You just can't pay all your guys anymore, so some of them are going to have to leave. You know what the smartest quarterbacks do? Like Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Pay they cuts. take freaking team-friendly deals. They yeah. stay, They make more money on their sponsorship than they do on their contract anyway. So it's not like you're losing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You take the team-friendly deal, sign a bunch of veterans and good players. to. Why aren't more quarterbacks to surround doing you. this, man? Because if you're good enough like those guys, free agents are going to want to exactly. come play with you. I mean, Mahomes, the smartest thing Mahomes could do, just say, you know what, pay me $20 million a year. It's $20 million. $20 million a year. <laughs> You're not going to have a bad life with $20 million. No. You don't do that. But you are giving up an additional $30 million. Your sponsorship. But I, 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 I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. But. If you win three, four more Super Bowls, who cares, man? Like, yeah. Uggs paid yeah, Tom like, Brady billions of dollars. Yeah, you got, you, you like, got a point. Who cares, man? Like, take the $20 million, <laughs> leave the other $10 million for players, and boom. Build championship yeah. in a dynasty. These selfish quarterbacks drive me nuts. Oh yeah, <laughs> taking the huge, taking the big money, and then and the other two, it puts a lot of pressure on them. Uh, like, oh, oh I'm, yeah. I'm getting paid, and the, the media automatically focuses on that. Like, if you're not performing, it's you're not performing as an eighty million dollar quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, ask Brock Osweiler; he knows all about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. that was like Texans signed him without even like interviewing him. They just yeah. offered him this massive deal. And he he should have picked up the phone when Elway called. Yeah, he, His he agent told him not to. Yep. Biggest yep. mistake he made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, that's yep. in the past. It's a business. Absolutely. So with this draft, what is going to be the biggest surprise? Do you guys have in, in the back of your head, is someone going to do something crazy? Is there any team out there that's just going to surprise you? I know that you mentioned the Raiders. You think the Raiders are going to just do something stupid like trade up to number two or three? <laughs> Oh, and you guys stupid. think anything else going to happen like that? Oh, man. I'm really curious at Detroit at three. I could see them, yeah. like I said, trading back. Um, I don't think they go quarterback at three if they stay there. I know some people think they could and look to move on from Stafford, but I just, it's not I their just don't think they do that. But yeah. well, if they move back, I'm interested in who moves up there to three. I got to think it's a, a team looking for quarterback. They got to wait to see what Washington does. Say Washington takes yeah, a QB true. and Chase Young think, is at three. I just keep thinking Chase Young in my if head. Chase Young is but sitting man, at three. If he falls, yeah, if I'm Detroit, I stay oh, there and take. You don't even Young, waste just, time. Pick yeah. up the phone, call. No, yeah. but, you yeah. know, it's Chase Young. He, he's a freak. If he's gone though, I think that they they might make a move. The Dolphins are a team with three first round picks. Oakland's got yeah, two true. firsts. San Francisco has two firsts. They're good at drafting. John Lynch is a winner. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's moves going to happen. I think San Francisco's up to something. I think Atlanta's up to something as well. I think Atlanta's going to move up to the top ten. 
I don't know why. One. I just have a feeling this year. Are they? <laughs> 16, 16, 16, 16, right 16, 17. Every year they they usually pull off some sort of move. Last year they jumped back in the first round, picked that uh, McGarry. Yeah, the tackle. Um, a few. I mean, Julio Jones move. They they jumped way up yeah. to six, and they picked. Yeah, they really future worked Hall out of pretty well. Yeah, it was okay. It's yeah, <laughs> Julio's okay. But I, I have a feeling this year they have some needs, they, you know, to get a very dynamic rookie that can make a big difference, like an offensive tackle, uh, even a DB. They lost um, Trufant. You know, I think there's a lot of holes there that could be filled. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Atlanta jump up. But um, I think this year with this virtual format, I think the thing that's going to surprise me the most is if it goes well. Like it's going to oh, be yeah. a lot of hiccups. Yeah, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird to it watch. Is. and It's it, going to be like watching a fancy draft. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I'm still going to love it, but it's going to be an interesting <laughs> oh, yeah, experience. Yeah. I still love the draft, but it's, it'll be different. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued on how they're going to do it for the, for the media side of it, for the entertainment point. You know, the big skeptical of... Uh, being up on stage and the lights and the crowd and the and the booze of Roger Goodell is they gonna have like an auto, are they gonna have a boo machine like are they gonna are they gonna bring a boo machine when he comes out to announce the picks oh, like that'd be great it's, it's, it's gonna be weird chat. not seeing him get booed just rolling through, boo just typing it <laughs> boo that'd be oh that'd be great. So uh, some I wanted to mention on the Detroit Lions piece, and and we talked about everyone's talking about they might get a quarterback, they might not. They have to play that game in in the draft. And John Elway did it a couple of years ago too. You have to play that game of oh oh we're definitely going to get a quarterback. Oh you might want to come up and get that quarterback if you really want them, so that they could they could trade back. It's, yeah. it's all it's all it's yeah. all a, a, it's a, a facade I mean, and. Look at what San Fran did a couple of years ago. They tricked the Bears into oh my giving gosh. up one spot to get Trubisky and giving up their whole draft. <laughs> I it just, about it, that. John Lynch just played them like a fiddle. It was great because I live in northern Indiana, so there's a lot of Bears and Colt fans. And Bear fans are still pissed off about that. And I just think it's hilarious. Dude, NFL fans are pissed off about that. Trubisky's like <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Even, right? Like I'm not an expert. You know what I mean? I do this for fun. Yeah. And like I watched his film and I did the interviews. It was a one year starter. And it's like one year in North Carolina. There's nothing. In this game, that makes me want to take him at two, and the Bears are just like, "Holy Could've shit!" Had Watson, and then straight for it. <laughs> like, oh, they gave up the farm for Trubisky. Oh, that was John Lynch was they gave up so much there. And I think Herbert's awesome. one of these guys too. You know what I mean? Like he has more yep. starting experience, but it just not sold on his ability to translate to mm-hmm. the NFL. Like Tua's as an athlete, he's able to change his game. You know, as it comes around, Burrow has shown his ability to do a lot of impressive things. You know what I mean? Like he has surpassed expectations. Love has that ability to just kind of make something happen. Herbert does, and he also has a whole bunch of baggage. That just limits mm-hmm. him. So I just feel like he's that guy right. that somebody's going to reach for, and it's just not going to work out. And hopefully, well, on it's paper, a team like the Raiders. On paper, he's Herbert's the a stereotypical tall, you know, big yeah. arm, yeah. Un, you know, quarterback like Paxton Lynch was. He's yeah. he's one of those guys. Like on paper, all, the rest of those guys aren't. The rest of those guys aren't the stereotypical quarterback that's under center. Can see, oh, if you're under six foot, you can't see over the offensive line, right? That that's not the case anymore. And and you need to go in these drafts looking for someone who knows what they're looking at, like how to read a field, how to read a defense, and and how to make the right decisions. And again, I don't think Herbert's that guy. And here's another thing: 
I, I believe that whatever player you pick, it has he has to have like a discernible advantage, something that makes a big difference, like an X factor, whatever you want to call it. And out of all the QBs this year, I think Tua is the one that has that biggest X factor because he's left-handed. There are no other mm-hmm. left-handed quarterbacks in this league. Okay, so if he lines up and throws that ball, it spins differently. The receivers on his team will get used to it, but the DBs might not. Your whole offensive, the sort of you know basic offensive scheme is now flipped. So defenses now have to mirror everything they do. When you might be used to more rollouts to the right because of your right-handed quarterback, you got to flip that. Now you play 15 games against a right-handed quarterback and your 16th is against a left-handed, you don't have time in a week to flip everything. I think Tua's... The fact that Tua's left-handed is a huge, huge X factor that people aren't really talking about. It they're just kind of like whatever, it doesn't matter. But I think it's going to make so much difference for his game. So that's a great point because really good left-handed quarterbacks are diamond in a rough, oh, diamond in the rough to find. They don't it. exist. Steve Young, of course, Michael Vick. But after that, that's it's it. like liner didn't work out. Yeah. Um, right. I, I can't even think of another top draft pick or early draft pick that was lefty. Yeah. But that, that's a real. I hadn't thought about that till right now. That's a really the good fa- point. Like you think they do it with punters, right? The Patriots have always had left-legged punters because the ball mm-hmm. spins differently in the air. And mm-hmm. in football, especially the pro level, you don't necessarily need to do everything differently. But if you can have a sort of fundamental mm-hmm. principle within the game that alters, that changes everything, right? Like when you see that QB right. drop back, your instinct is to look at. You know, as a safety, you're look. You're used to right-handed quarterbacks looking to the right first, so you're looking at the left first. But your QB's flipped there, so now you're dropping back. You might take half a second to look left. That QB made a, you're off. You know what I mean? Your timing's gone, right? So just that little difference, I think, can make all the, you know, the necessary changes to give two of the, you know, success that he needs right away. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, in, in bringing up that point, you, you you almost think, well, there's not a lot of good lefty quarterbacks, I guess, so I'm kind of going against my point I'm going to make, but it's almost surprising teams don't try to pick up a lefty quarterback for like a practice squad, just for that reasoning, to get used to practicing against a left-handed quarterback. Maybe if we see more left-handed quarterbacks come into the league and be good, maybe that'll be a new trend. I don't know. Well, That's well, interesting. I, yeah, I know I always right. used to watch things against Michael Vick when, when they used to play against Michael Vick. They'd, they'd take a left-handed wide receiver. And they would just put it like just because yeah. of his speed and his ability to get out of the pocket, they just put a left-handed wide receiver back there as a, as a practice squad guy just to get used to it. And it never worked yep. out for them because that left-handed no. wide receiver can't throw like Michael Vick yeah. can. But <laughs> you know that that's that's yeah. another aspect to the game that you just have to think about. Yeah, that's really interesting. What strikes me though is that like you know we we see athletes come into the pros as sort of a snapshot of their career, but we forget that they were playing this position since they were like what like nine. 10 right right and if you look historically what a lot of youth football coaches would do i mean i'm talking like decades ago they would take like you know african-american quarterbacks black kids and they would just move them into different positions because no no they're better athletes put them at receiver you know Mm -hmm. they they had this huge stigma around you know young black athletes couldn't play quarterback clearly that's been proven wrong you know what i mean that's not the case and i think a lot of coaches do that with left-handed quarterbacks too i think they see these kids left-handed and put them at receiver and put them in another position we don't want to have to flip Mm -hmm. the offense right would you have a right-handed quarterback and a left-handed quarterback on your offense you have to have two playbooks so they just kind of you know right from the get-go they put these kids in a silo for the stupid reason but the smart coaches they take that kid and they keep him in the position they develop him whatever youth football coaches that lamar jackson had 
should be freaking in some Hall of Fame because they stuck with him at quarterback. <laughs> they could have easily, from day one, put him at receiver, put him at running back. But no, they stuck with him at quarterback and they fought for him and, and look what happened, right? Two is the same kind of thing. I think that his biggest advantage is the fact that he's left-handed and he's a great athlete and he's really smart and he's resilient and he's a winner. But the fact that he's left-handed, I think a team is going to get just a stud. And I know Burrow's going to go first overall, you know, I think Burrow has his weaknesses, and I don't think that he's as transcendental as people think he is just because he had this one great year. He's only a one-year starter, too. Let's not forget that. Right. If we're going to chirp Trubisky for being a one-year starter, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow yep. is as well. I think yep. Tua Joe Burrow's is, a national champion. Oh, Joe Burrow's also <laughs> not trophy winner. That's an <laughs> asterisk. And, you know and, what I mean? Like, yeah, and, and led, led multiple games in the final minutes. Broke records. And, yeah, he's insane. Like, pieces, I'm yeah. not taking away from his talent. I'm just saying, yeah. like, let's understand that he's a first, you know, he's a one-year starter. You know, Tua right. isn't. I remember that game where he came in and he took Alabama from that comeback. You know what I mean? Like, he's got yeah, this. Georgia, yeah, yeah. He's got this X factor. And I think Tua has that ability to transform a team. And it starts with his effect, the fact that he's left-handed and all these other things. So whatever team gets him, whether it's Washington, whether it's Miami, whether it's Chargers, or a mystery team that jumps to second or third to pick him, you know, I think anything can happen. The Raiders can be in that contention that, you know, the Miami might trade up to number two or number three to pick him. Yeah, if, if, if they think the Chargers might move up, they, they might take the chance, you know, and we got two more picks back in the first round. We'll, we'll give you these. And what if Cincinnati takes them? Yeah. We, 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 everybody assumes that Cincinnati is uh, taking what, Burrow. What, what if Burrow doesn't want to play in Cincinnati? What if Burrow doesn't want to play in Cincinnati? Right, they'll be the second, right? Or they'll be the third. Was it Elway yep. was the first, and then uh, Manning was the second. Yeah, mm-hmm. Eli was the second. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to that watch. Would be, that would be crazy. That would be crazy if he just got up on stage like, <laughs> Shake it nah. up a little bit. There's no stage, Jared. <laughs> it's virtual. Oh, yeah, I and, uh, forget COVID, whatever. COVID, whatever. <laughs> Thousands of people are dying, whatever. Mike, I'm uh, still going to work, so I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening around the world. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, but that would be uh, that would be interesting yeah. just to get like a camera in his house and he's just sitting there and he's like, oh no, yeah, that awkward <laughs> smile. He'd be the most hated, yeah, 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 yeah. The most hated guy in Ohio. I mean, he's born and bred in Ohio. Was at Ohio is, State yeah. until he transferred he's to going LSU. To I mean, Cincy for sure. He's gonna go to Cincinnati. I yeah. think so too. But man, that would be interesting. That would be a great that, start to the draft. Though. There's gonna be some changes yeah, at what? top three, man. I, Chase Young could go second or he could go third. But that second pick is going to set off a whole yep. chain of dominoes, man. Oh, yeah. You're right. That's going to be the domino effect is that second pick. But, all right. Any last words? Any any last thoughts about what's going to happen on this draft? What what our uh, listeners should be looking forward to? Or, or anything anything that you want to say before we end off the podcast? Okay, I'll start. <laughs> I'll start. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, the big, the biggest thing, and I, and I kind of say this at the end of uh, a lot of our shows during the season too, is is go in this with an open mind. And if we don't pick up who you think we're going to pick up, or who you think these draft experts are talking about us picking up, it doesn't mean that we failed in the draft. And also, uh, secondly, a little bit of of 
have in the back of John Elway. Everyone's given him a lot of crap for the way he's drafted in the past 10 years. Um, granted, he had a, he had a few years in the middle where I think we were paying for it these last couple of years. But in the last couple of draft classes, he's really stepped up. He's gotten who we need to do, who we need to get, and he's really gotten this team back on track. Let's trust in what he has to do this year. Let's see how they play out. Like I said, last couple of years they've played out pretty well. So have that open mind and and have a little bit of faith in in Elway as as our uh, leader of this team. Exactly, in Elway we trust. I mean, he's done a great job the last two years. You know, I don't think there's really a bad pick or bad move the Broncos can make sitting at 15 or trading back in this draft. There's so much talent. Um, they have multiple needs. I, I really like where they're at at 15. Yeah, this is a looking forward to very it. deep draft at many positions. And just on the top, you know, 30 picks anyways. Like, there's mm-hmm. maybe arguably 40 athletes that could fit in this, 30, this top 30. So whoever is picked... Um, I think is going to be a great performer. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Neville Gallimore, who we haven't talked at all about, and he's a freaking stud. And he's Canadian, so we'll take that ah, one. Yep, saw that Not only Canadian, but he's from Where'd Ottawa, he play Jared. Ottawa. Where'd he play? I forget exactly, but he's from Ottawa. And then he also went to St. Catharines, which is where I live. And now he's in, yeah. you know, huge college. But he was, uh, I think he worked with uh, with our guy there at Gridiron. And uh, he's, he's through that oh, pipeline. Oh, yeah. He's so. always one of the Gridiron guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, right. shout out to him as if he's listening to us. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. Know. Yeah. We'll, we'll get him on. We'll get him on. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. But, okay. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the draft as much as we do. We will be back for another couple podcasts. Obviously, we're not doing them every week because it's uh, off season. But, we will see you guys more often. And uh, thanks for listening. Definitely appreciate it. And big thank you to the first respondents, man. Nurses, doctors, grocery store workers, truckers, um, people staying at home. You know, you're saving lives by just doing nothing. Doing your part. Doing your yeah. part. Like, you know, I just, yeah, not enough love goes out to the world. So, you know, big thank We're you. We're all to fighting all. this together. Oh, yeah. So. Take it seriously. Um, take yourself seriously and your life seriously and all that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come out of this pretty strong. But, uh, Jared, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, that's uh, definitely something to interrupt me for. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, but with that, we'll go off and sign off with it. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.